Happy Monday. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5, San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, I hope your weekend was great. Uh, the Spurs wrapped up the weekend with the win versus the Pelicans. We're going to be recapping that win uh, that happened just last night. Uh, what went right for the Spurs? Anything go wrong? They want to talk about Jock Landale. The rookie played quite impressively with the Austin Spurs in two games. Did it warn enough? to finally get him some reps with the San Antonio club. Do that. I'm joined by my good friend, Rudy Campos with sweep the league uh, radio out there at nine 30. Uh, the answer in San Antonio, uh, Rudy, welcome to lockdown Spurs once again. And I, by the way, truth be told, everybody, Rudy is coming off the bench late at night here on Sunday, but it's going to air today. That That's how dedicated he is to giving you the listener all the Spurs content that you can take. Rudy, welcome back. Thank you, Jeff. And, you know, you don't have to sell it too much, man. Anytime I get the call to be on Lockdown Spurs, no matter the time of day or night, I'm down for it. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at SweepTheLeague. And, uh, Rudy, before we dive into some Spurs talk, what's going on with Sweep the League? Well, I mean, like I said, I just coming off of a show tonight. We've uh, we're just talking a lot of Spurs now. UTSA football's got the bowl game, but right now it's it's Spurs season and Cowboy season, so we're we're gearing up for the meat and potatoes now. Yeah, yeah, UTSA. What, what is that bowl game for them? It's coming up soon, right? Yeah, it's coming up uh, December. Oh God, twenty first. It's a Tuesday right. night. The uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe uh, Frisco Bowl. So they're playing in San Diego State. We talked about this on Twitter, but why do I feel like the, the road owners got jobbed? It, it feels like they could have got a yeah. better bowl. Well, you know, my thing is in covering a, lot, a few of the college football, uh, well, college football sports in general, you got to have multiple seasons of success. And, you know, even if they went undefeated, I feel they would have got as high as the Independence Bowl, which is still a pretty good bowl. But, you know, it's just a matter of respect. You got nationally ranked for the first time this year. Uh, with the CFP. So it takes multiple years before you start getting, you know, these big bowl games. But, hey, right now the Frisco Bowl is the seventh-ranked, highest-ranked bowl. So, I mean, right. it's off to a pretty good start. For more of uh, UTSA talk, Cowboys, Spurs, make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter, at Sweep the League. Listen to his show, Sweep the League Radio, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer in San Antonio, or simply just go to sweeptheleague.com. Let's dive into it. The Spurs Got a win back on track again, uh, their 10th win of the season, beating the New Orleans Pelicans yesterday out in uh, the, uh, the, I want to say the Animal Dome, that's how old I am, the AT&T <laughs> Center, Rudy. Um, pretty much, it was close game for about good three periods until that third, uh, fourth quarter where the Spurs really took over. And, you know, when you get 20-plus points from Derek White, uh, 20 plus points and 10 plus rebounds from Jakob Pertl. And you get uh, 13 points from McDermott and Johnson with 17. Look, that's just a recipe for when what went right for San Antonio versus New Orleans. You know, everything seemed to have gone right. Spurs pulled away on a, what, 29 to 15 fourth quarter to yeah. pull away for the Pelicans. Uh, you, can't, you can't also forget with uh, DeJounte putting up another triple double, 10, uh, 11, and tw- or 10, 12, and 10 tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, what What I saw from the game, Jeff, was the amount of minutes the starters got. I mean, rarely do we see these yeah. days guys getting over 30 minutes, but yet four out of the five starters were 30-plus tonight. So mm-hmm. I think from what I'm seeing is the fact that 
you know, Pop's relying on these guys a little bit more. They had a lot of great – they had a great night tonight. All the starters played well coming off the bench. You know, you had Lonnie coming in with 11. I mean, it just seemed like the Spurs team was clicking really well tonight. You look at uh, what they did against New Orleans, and look, Popovich said after the game that this team is just still having struggles from the three-point line. They go 7 for 25, 28% uh, from the three-line. But they just still got it done while doing the other things right. Balance scoring, you have, what, six players in double-figure scoring? You have uh, the, the team out-rebounding the Pelicans 55-42. Look, when the three shots not falling, as the Spurs fans and Spurs admittedly know, they have to take care of the other uh, departments. In this case, it was balance and rebounding. Uh, Rudy, do you think this is what the Spurs are going to have to do unless if they do something drastic, like address the three-point shot? But it seems to me like they can still survive in a league that's three-point happy. You can. And you got to remember, when the Spurs did have some success, it's not like they had four or five guys that were three-point threats. I mean, you're talking about one or two guys with their, you know, the Gary Neals, you know, the Bruce Bowen, uh, the Jaron Jacksons of the days. I mean, they've got a three-point shooter in Doug McDermott. Derek White is potentially another three-point shooter there. You also can't forget, you've got Bryn Forbes as well. I mean, you've got shooters there. So I think what it is is, yeah, you can survive without the three-point shot. It's going to really benefit you to maybe bring in a shooter somewhere in there, maybe sometime throughout the year to help out these guys. But I think right now it's pretty positive. And, you know, the biggest takeaway I got as far as tonight's game, too, was the steals. I mean, you got 11 steals against the Pelicans. This This was a great game for the Spurs overall. I, I look at this team, and they're now ten and sixteen. Uh, you, you know, they, they just another win. But you know, previously it was a loss. But before that, it was a win, and before that, it was a loss. Rudy, that what can we expect uh, from this team moving forward? Still, that one win here, two losses here, two wins here, like that kind of uh, march as the season continues. Oh, yeah. I mean, until they address the need, which actually, you know, when I say a need and I say, oh, well, they need another star, they've got star players already. What they need is a, quote, unquote, maybe a bona fide Mm all-star, not necessarily saying a, you know, a Ben Simmons or a Sabonis, which are the two names that you hear being thrown around right now. Uh, You got a Miles Turner, another guy that's potentially that could be moved. But they need that piece that's just missing. And I, I, I agree with a lot of people. They're not far away from it. They're really close. And, yeah, you're going to see a lot of win, you know, one win, one loss, one win, one loss. You may get a two-game winning streak here and there. But overall, man, this, this team, it's a lot better than I expected them to be. I mean, it's kind of sad because it's 10 and 16. They're still under 500. But I expected way more blowouts. I expected them yeah. to probably have maybe seven wins by now, eight wins only. They're a little bit above that. You're going to expect a little bit tougher season unless they make a move and they can compete for that ninth or tenth spot. You know, you, we mentioned a little while ago, Yaka uh, Pearl. I mean, he goes 10 for 12 against the Pelicans. He finishes with 24 points and 12 rebounds. Well, I forget that. Yeah. Two block shots. And I look at him, and I'm thinking, like, man, imagine if he didn't get the the COVID procedures. Maybe this team could have picked up a couple more wins because ever since they, he's mm-hmm. been back, they've been winning more. When mm-hmm. he was out, they were losing. Are we are we not recognizing how valuable Jakob Pertl is 
this season. We, I mean, he's, 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 it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he, for a guy that came in that kind of struggled in the system and kind of everybody wrote him off, he's done a complete turnaround this season. If not for Jakob, we would be sitting at probably five or six wins easily. I mean, easily five or six wins. He's come in. He's put in the work in the offseason. He's committed to his game. We're seeing a totally – I know I've said it before on Locked On Spurs. We're seeing the Jakob back when he was uh, playing at Utah, when he was coming into yeah. the league. I mean, really good dominant guy below, really good defender, good rebounder, can play in the post. I mean – it's a complete turnaround without Jakob. I'm sad to see where this team would be, but yeah, I mean, without him getting COVID, add another two to three wins easily. Easily, yeah. We're talking with Rudy Campos. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League and check out his show, Sweep the League Radio Show, 9:30 a.m. The Answer in San Antonio. Is it just me, Rudy, or including the the win over the Pelicans, Trey Jones? His number is getting called more and more. And more often, Bryn Forbes got a DNP versus the mm-hmm. Pelicans. It seems to me, Rudy, that Pop is going to trade Jones more. I mean, look at what he did against the Pelicans, and it was a pretty good stat line, you know, for a you know for a guy coming off the bench. He played 18 minutes, seven points. Okay, it doesn't jump out at you, but three rebounds, two assists. He goes three for five from the field, really moving the offense going, playing good defense. Are, are we going to see a little bit of more Trey Jones and less Bryn Ford? Because the minutes got to come from somewhere. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, okay, fine, maybe they can come from Bates Diop or, 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 you know, Landale. We'll talk about him in a bit. But it just seems to me that Trey Jones is getting more burn. And I think that's a good thing. Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we've all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. It's a very good thing, and I'm kind of sad you're going to make me talk good about a Duke player, a former Duke player. <laughs> um, you know, with Trey Jones, man, he had a terrific summer league. I mean, he played tremendous in the summer league. He's done really well in the Spurs organization, and seeing more of him actually makes me a lot happier because he brings you like he brings you both sides of the ball. He's tough nose on both sides of the ball. His stats aren't going to jump out at you, but it's the little things that he gets done that helps this first team. And I think what's really good is he's starting to fill in that patty role where he's coming off the bench, he's giving him a little spark, he's being that little, you know, that little dog that's chewing on the ankles of the opponent. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the role that we need from somebody coming off the bench. That that floor leader that we need on the second unit. 
which they don't have. So when you have him out there, you have a Vassell and a Walker. These guys are looking to Trey, and he's a point guard, which is point guard's a leader role. I'm loving every second of it. Trey Jones, give me more Trey Jones. 18 minutes is good. Give me, you know, 22, 23 minutes of Trey. Well, here's what you get with 23 minutes in the loss to Denver uh, prior to the Pelicans game. 23 minutes, mm-hmm. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. He went 5 or 8 from the field. So, you know, when he gets the time, he definitely puts in those numbers. And and I, and I like this. I think that's just the evolution of this team. You know, what do you got to lose? You know, you, you're you you're not going to have a championship uh, river parade this summer. So throw him out there. And lo and behold, he is playing well. Looking back at the uh, wind versus New Orleans, you know, I want to, you know, I got a chance to, um, you know, go to the post game conferences, and one one thing that was talked about was chemistry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Derek White talked about it. He said that's what makes the team so fun that everybody likes each other, everybody wants to see each other succeed. That he's always happy and seeing that everybody doing well. He even mentioned Trey Jones, and he mentioned Lonnie. Um, is 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 the was that was was missing to begin the season when they were just racking up more L's and W's just chemistry? Do you can you foresee this chemistry finally getting mixed together and maybe just maybe getting more W's? You know, it's so funny you bring this up because we actually talked this on the about this on the latest sweep the league. Oh, nice! And it goes with chemistry, and I started to tell the guys like the chemistry on this team is getting a lot better and it's weird because this is this is the kind of team that we were hoping to see and it took them a while to gel and it seems like it's all gelling together the reason why we brought up chemistry was because of all the trade rumors coming up do you want to mess up the chemistry you've got between this group yes they're not 500 they're not over 500 but their games are not blowouts they're competitive every single time so why mess up with the chemistry this chemistry is here now I like what I'm seeing. Spurs fans, I'm sure, like what they're seeing. It makes it that much more tougher to make a move for a player to come in and disrupt the chemistry that's going on. It just seems like everything seems to be, you know, flowing into place. Like when you do a Rubik's Cube, it pretty much dates you and I. But when you do a Rubik's Cube, it (laughs) takes a while to come together. But then once you've got it, it looks perfect. Is it safe to say Derek White is back? Is he is he back? This is the Derek White that we expected to see. Yeah, I mean, this is the Derek that we've been hoping to see at the beginning of the season. I don't know what it turned on him. I've I've heard the rumors that people called him out and all this stuff, and now he's playing that much better. I don't know what it is, but Derek White, he's reminding me of the time of the Denver series when he pretty much put a stamp on the league when they were playing against Denver in the playoffs. So that's the kind of Derek White we're getting now. And if you get more of this Derek White, Jeff, the the wins are going to come, you know, they're going to come more often. Yeah, look at what Derek White did uh, versus the the Pelicans. 34 minutes. Yeah, it's a lot of minutes. <laughs> nine for yeah. 17 from the field. He he goes, uh, he hits a one three-pointer, goes one for six. But it's all his free throws. Shocking, Rudy. Uh, Spur actually made his free throws. And uh, <laughs> 24 points. Nine assists and eight rebounds. He he definitely flirted with a triple double for sure. You know, one rebound, one assist, and two rebounds away. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely, you know, be, you know, back to what we expected him to be. And you know, Popovich talked about it after the uh, game versus New Orleans, saying that he's back, and that he's fantastic, 
and that this is, was the Derek that we always knew. It just took a while for him to get over that injuries uh, season mm-hmm. that he had last year. And, and hey, look, good for the Spurs. He's back. Is the White Murray combo an under the radar guard combo in the league, Rudy? It is, and you know, I I hate to be a, a sour guy on this, but I still don't like the White Murray combo so much. I mm-hmm. still don't think it fits, but I mean, if it works, it works. You know, if you don't want to mess up chemistry, don't mess it up. But if you look at overall, I think if you're looking at White and Murray, we're not talking, you know, Steph and Clay. We're not talking, you know, anything like that. But when you're talking about two of the better defenders in the league, that perimeter defense by those two guys is amazing. You're talking two guys that have, what, seven steals combined tonight. I mean, when you talk about backcourts in the league, they've got to be mentioned up there. And to be honest, they're, they're scoring. I mean, they now that Derek is scoring again, they're, they've got to be at least, what, I can't say top five maybe, but definitely mm-hmm. in the top ten when it comes to backcourts right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely a deadly combo, and we're not the only ones talking about it. I think um, uh, Denver's head coach Malone, they he talked about how Murray and White are, are a deadly combo. Uh, there was another, I forget the name, but there was another NBA coach who recently talked about how Murray and White are a great combo guard uh, team uh, tandem. Excuse me for this. For, and you saw it again. You saw it again versus the the Pelicans. You know Murray's triple doubles. You mentioned it. We just talked about White. His stat line, all in all, a good win for San Antonio. But Rudy, you know, should they should they back off of these W's because that means less ping pong balls? Yeah, I I don't know how to address that, man. I see it all over social. You know, you want to win, you want to tank for Banchero, or do you want to try to squeak into the playoffs? Not a good lottery pick. Only thing I can say is, look, if, if you if you tank and don't get the W's or whatever. And you're going to get a high pick, great. You're going to get a good, great player. But the one thing I've always, I've always counted on with the Spurs is majority of the time, nine times out of ten, wherever they draft, they're going to get a good player. I mean, it's just kind of proven fact. It's, it doesn't always work out. You know, lately it was Lucas Samanik who's having a, you know, a blast in New York. But, I mean, you, they're going to hit on more players than they have, and they always seem to be towards the bottom of the draft. So. I think if wherever they fall in the draft, it's okay. There's going to be a player for them to pick. They're going to make the right decision. But I do feel a lot of people want them to lose a bit more so they can get a high draft pick. But, again, you've got to be in the top three to get a Mm -hmm. real, real impact player in this draft. Yep. The Spurs, uh, again, move up to 10 and 16, beat the Pelicans to do that, 112 to 97. The next face the uh, Hornets. And that means Mello, that kid Mello, he's coming <laughs> to San Antonio. And that, that's going to be fun. He, he's must-see TV on December yeah. 15th. Uh, yeah, he's definitely dynamic. Somebody talk about uh, combo guards and just the guard tandems. You know, I love to see Murray, White, and Mello uh, face off. No, not, not Carmelo Anthony, everybody know. LaMelo. Yeah, that guy. LaMelo <laughs> Ball. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be in San Antonio December 15th. So that'll be the next game. Spurs get a couple days off. Over there, uh, rest because I talk about a brutal schedule. They they played Denver, and then they played with less than twenty four hours later, uh, six p.m. Central Standard in San Antonio. So thank you, schedule makers, for that. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well. 
You can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, speaking of... um you know, this young team, uh, Jock Landale, he got uh, sent to the Austin Spurs, got recalled ahead of the game versus the Pelicans. But in two games versus, uh, well, in, in the G League, excuse me, uh, Rudy, he looked like a man among boys. Averaged 27.7 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 81.5% shooting from the floor in 33 minutes. Rudy, what did you see out of big man Jock out in the Austin Spurs? Uh, you know, a couple games there. Man, I, 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 I would be lying if I said I wasn't smiling at this guy. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about a guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy, and yes, I, I know you're gonna have everybody. Well, it was against you know the G League. Who cares? G League is still NBA talent. I mean, it flat out is. And this guy, Jock Landell is turning heads left and right. Can we mention he was, what, two of two from beyond the arc recently in that uh, game? I mean, the kid can shoot, Jeff. I mean, he's everything that a lot of people were hoping he would be. He's a great, great inside guy. He's got an outside game. He's a lot of hype, too. I mean, he brings it on the court. I'm hoping that we get him more minutes on the varsity squad soon, but at the same time, I've got to relax. I've got to understand he's a rookie. <laughs> it's not going to happen for him right away, but I think his time's going to come. If not this year, I think we're going to have a Londale sighting next year for sure on the roster. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's silky smooth. You know, I didn't realize he had some good footwork on the offensive side. Uh, yeah. You know, it was he played bully ball when he needed to play bully ball. There was a, a play, I don't know if you saw it, but it was against the Texas Legends, and he went up for a, to block a shot, and they called a foul on him, but he still was able to punch it back. Well, on the after the whistle was blown, he turned around to the guy that he blocked and started talking smack and started uh, staring <laughs> him down. The guy, 
the 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 Texas legend player almost bit, you know, was about to go at him, but you know, cooler heads prevailed, and you know, thankfully nothing bad happened. But he was a dog out there. You know, Landale was definitely a dog out there. I I, I spoke to Jakob Pertl after the game versus Pelicans about Landale. He told me, Rudy, I want to get your thoughts on this, that the team is well aware of what he can do on the court, especially spreading the floor. Uh, Rudy, is it time for him to start seeing little by little NBA minutes, knowing that the Spurs' big man depth is an issue? The big man depth is an issue, and he really should. I mean, if if you're getting Jakob saying that, I mean, Jakob's not going to just say that just to say it. I think he's well aware as well as the whole team is aware of what Jakob's doing uh, in Austin. But, you know, you've got a guy, you know, Drew Eubanks here, who's getting, you know, 14 minutes, you know, against the Pelicans. I think it might be time to say the experiment on Drew is not completely a failure, but you need to give another guy another chance. And if Jock can make it happen, make it happen. You know, those minutes are there to take take them. We're not seeing Thad Young on the floor. I mean, that's another big guy that is getting, you know, DMP. So to spell, I mean, again, Jock had 34 minutes. That's a lot of minutes for these guys. I mean, they're going to get a couple of days off. I get that. But I think we need to see Yandale, uh, Londale a little bit more. And Jakob's right. I mean, they know what he can do. He's proven it. Give him a shot. I mean, if you give Eubanks yeah, I, 14, I think, give Jakob 7. He, right. Right, exactly. You know, there, there's a way to cut into those those minutes. You just, you know, you, if you can sit Bryn Forbes, you can definitely sit Eubanks and yeah. uh, let uh, J- Jock play and. I was watching him though, and as and as good as he is offensively, he hit the long ball. You know, he has a little bit of a post game. He has a midi. I saw him go pump fake three, step inside, hit down the mid range shot, which is good. Mm. Defensively, though, there's still some issues. There are still some issues. It's 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 still a work in progress. I think that is probably a reason why he's not getting as much burn on the NBA level as as many Spurs fans expected to. But I think that will come. The thing is that he has to get the reps. Eventually, he's going to have to get the reps. And mm-hmm. you got to put him out there. I, I say, why not? Why Just just put him out there. He's he's a dog on, on, on the court. He, he'll spread that floor. The Spurs desperately need a big man that can spread the floor. They don't have that right now. That mm-hmm. can't do it. Jakob can't do it. Eubanks tries. You know, he hits the occasional three, but it's not consistent. Uh, Lindale does provide that. If you're Popovich, Rudy, how many minutes are you giving him right now? And what what will it take for you to start to say, you know, no, Jock, you earn more minutes. Like, what do you got to see out of him for him for us to start thinking Landale's going to start playing more and more, just like Trey Jones is, little by little, getting more minutes. I think that's the path he has to go through, that Trey Jones path. Just let him get out there. Yeah, I if it's me and I'm I'm pop, I'm looking at, you know, Jock right now thinking, okay, what kind of production can I get? The only way for me to determine what kind of production I can get is to give you minutes. I mean, I can't give you one minute and say, well, in one minute you played like crap or one minute you played good. It doesn't tell me anything. And a lot of time it's garbage time. So, I mean, I can't really get a feel for you. If it's me, I'm starting off with the five to seven minutes right there. Here's five mm-hmm. to seven minutes. Go out there, do what you got to do. Show me what you got. And I understand the defensive side. And the only reason why I didn't 
really want to bring up the defensive side is because you've got so many guys for the Spurs that you you and I know it. They can cover defensive holes and gaps for you. So one guy out there that really can't really play good defense at this time can be covered up, especially if he's going to be playing on the court with a Trey Jones, a Lonnie Walker, and a Desmond Cell. Those guys can definitely make up for his defensive laps. But for me, five to seven minutes is perfect for Jock. I think with that time, you'll be able to get an idea of how he plays. But at the same time, you've got to give him the reps. When I say the reps, I mean on my part is you got to give him the ball. Let him do something with the ball. If he's going to make a turnover, make a turnover. If he's going to get to the basket, get to the basket. You let yeah. Monte Ginobili come in and run this run this type of offense, whatever you want. Pop had to let go of the reins. That's the one thing I feel like he doesn't do a lot. You've got to let go of the reins on some of these guys and let them make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think uh, what Jock did show, at least in two games, and I get it, Rudy gets it. It's a very small sample, you know, especially in the G League. But that's usually a gauge to see where these plays are. Same thing with KJ. Keldon started becoming look like a, like a man among boys in the G League. And they said, okay, we got to bring him back. And I get it. The COVID situation was there. But still, they recalled him. Uh, it got to the point for Lonnie. Lonnie was just looking like heads above the rest. Uh, same thing with Derek. Derek was just tearing it up. Uh, Jock seems to be there. I ask you a question. Between Primo and Jock, who do you think is more NBA ready? Uh, that was a good question. I'm gonna and I don't want to, you know, piss anybody off, but I think Jock is. Jock is more NBA ready, in my opinion. Primo is there, but I still think he's he's got a lot to learn in the sense that he's still young. His mind is still young. Jock, I think, has a little bit more. He has a little bit more scars, battle scars, than Primo does. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think Jock is ready. I mean, you're talking about a guy who competed on the national team, you know, for Australia. I mean, he's got more reps. He's got more battle scars. He's ready now, but Primo isn't too far behind. I just think being mm-hmm. Primo is really, really young. He didn't get a whole lot of burn at Bama. He did, but not like he wasn't able to showcase what he had. But I think as of right now, between the two, Jock is probably the guy that's ready. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Jock is probably just a little ready, more you know, more ready than Primo is. Primo's about 18 years old. Jock, he has Olympic experience. He has national experience with the Team Australia. Uh, he, he feels kind of a more more of immediate need for the team right now. A, a big man that can stretch the floor. Uh, he definitely showed it in Austin. You highlighted that with the three point shots. Uh, but it's, again, it's just a matter of getting a break. You know, whether that be you know, just showing out in practice or, you know, knock on wood, something, I mean, imagine something happens to the Jakob again. I mean, my goodness, that'd be pretty bad. But, you know, he just needs his chance, and uh, hopefully that will come. Hey, we're going to make this a quick show because Rudy's a very busy man. I want to keep him up uh, too, too late here on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. But before we do that, Rudy, tell us everything we need to know about Sweep the League. Yeah, you can listen to Sweep the League every single Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Use the iHeart app or the uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. We're also on social media. You can stream the show there on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. 
So, yeah, we just have a lot of fun. We're always joking around. I think we have more laughs than anything else. So it's always a good time. Be sure to tune in. Yep. Uh, follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. And you got uh, the Gervin brother there as well, huh? Yeah, Derek's a, Derek's a part of the show. He's my right-hand man. You know, him and I do everything together. And Shout out real quick to George Gervin getting the uh, gym named after him over at Eastern sure, Michigan. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was sure, a very yeah. good honor. We talked about that. Yeah, great. Yeah, how, how does his brother react? Everybody's proud, proud brother, huh? Man, if you uh, if you could have seen it, you could tell that the tears were coming down in his eyes. It's a very emotional time. Uh, the Gerbins had some, you know, some. Their mom had passed away a couple of years back, and this is one of those things that both of them looked at and was like, "This is this is for you, mom." Is basically what Derek was saying. And nice. It's a it's a great moment for the Ger- the Gervin family. It's the first you know the first true family of San Antonio Spurs basketball. Good point there. Make sure to again uh, to listen to Rudy nine thirty a.m. The answer in San Antonio and follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. Do it right now. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Spurs. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Well, the Spurs uh, just recently played the Pelicans. So go check out Lockdown Pelicans. See what they had to say about losing to the Silver and Black. So for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.